Welcome to the Indianola First Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our prayer is that this message will inspire you, encourage you, and launch you into life-changing action. With you, it's, it's Christmas Eve. Amen. Are you, are you just, just anticipating just an awesome day tomorrow and an awesome day today? I mean, how many got big smiles on your face because it's Christmas time? How many know it's Monday morning tomorrow and you ain't got to go to work? Now that's, that shouldn't get a bigger cheer than the fact that it's Jesus' birthday tomorrow. Right? But it's going to be a great day. You know, one of the things that many people love about the Christmas season is all of the colorful lights displayed on the trees and on the houses and, and, uh, and how they just bring that special atmosphere to the whole season. And, and these, these lights are nothing new. I can certainly, uh, they can certainly be a symbolic of all the lights surrounding the birth of Christ. And I think that's how I see it. Whenever I see lights on a tree or lights in the house or how many have got that Christmas tree lit up and you turn all the other lights off and that thing just kind of glows because you, you didn't put the new... Uh, LED, like blue, white lights on it, you still got the old candlelight kind of warm lights. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> How many like the warm lights? Yes. Yeah, and they're hard to find, kind of. But you, you, you turn all the other lights off and you just kind of sit there in that glow and there's just something really, really amazing about it. And for me, when I, when I see lights like that or lights in the house or, or any kind of Christmas lights, they always take me back to the lights surrounding Jesus' birth and how we are actually carriers of his light. We carry his light into a dark world and we let our light shine like a city on a hill that illuminates everything around it. That's what we're supposed to do. It's also interesting to know that the most commonly read account of the nativity story is found in the gospel according to Luke. Luke's name literally means luminous or a light. So this morning, I I thought it would be wonderful as a church family to read through the Christmas story, both in Matthew and in Luke. And I want to point out four times in the biblical account of Jesus' birth where light is either alluded to or it's mentioned specifically, and how in each case that light brought with it a message, a message that can still speak to us today. And I've got the help of some wonderful Christmas uh, do I call them Christmas elves? No. Um, here we go. We, we, somebody moved all of our stuff. Here we go. This will work. I got some wonderful help to help us read this story. And I want to first talk about the light of obedience. Mary, the virgin mother of Jesus. I, I want you to think of the significance of that statement. The virgin mother of Jesus experienced a light with a heavenly visitor. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. Do not be troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. 
But the angel said, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. All right, now even though it doesn't say that there was a light, we know that angelic visits throughout Scripture often included references to God's glory shining as a great light. Mary was even told to not be afraid. I wonder what, why, she, why, why that was said, don't be afraid. I think the light there, if I'm going to speculate a little bit, the light there was so brilliant and so bright that it probably caused a little fear. This luminous heavenly being appears to her and, and speaks to her of a promised future. When Mary experienced her light of Christmas, it came with God's will being revealed to her. She would be blessed among women and would carry the very Son of God, and she was obedient to his will. I, I, I just have to ask this question. Has God ever asked you to do something ridiculous? I mean, you're in prayer. You're, you're, you're thinking about, uh, you know, what you want to talk to God about and, and ask God for when you're praying, and, and then all of a sudden you sit in silence and you listen to him speak to you. I hope you do that when you pray, by the way. It's a two-way conversation, right? Yes. And we just happen to have two ears and one mouth for a reason. We're supposed to listen more than we talk. Some of us need to do that in our prayer time. And just sit in his presence and listen. But in, in those times, have you ever had a time where you just, something was oppressed upon you and, and it was ridiculous? It was crazy that you were supposed to do it. I mean, we, we have a, a, a visiting couple here today um, all the way from Botswana. A couple couples from Botswana. Where are they? Where are Bob and Barb? Would you wave at me? There you are. Um, so was it ridiculous when God told you to sell your house, you know, uh, resign your pastorhood, and just go to Africa as a missionary? Did you think, oh, great idea, God, let's do it. That's kind of a, one of those moments that had to be like, whoa, that seems ridiculous, right? It doesn't seem like that's right. But God, you know, he asks us to do crazy things all the time. Sometimes really crazy. This was crazy for Mary. Um, you're gonna have a baby even though you've never been with a man. You're not even married. What, you're probably, they figure maybe 14 years old. You're gonna have this baby. Oh, and by the way, he's gonna be the savior of the world, the son of God. You think she was like, oh, cool, good. Let me get a selfie of, 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 of me and the angelic being, right? No. This, this, was, this was crazy. This was crazy. And this light that appeared to her, this luminous being, told her crazy things that were going to happen in her life. And what did she do? She said yes. She was obedient. And as Christ reveals his will for our lives, do we follow Mary's example? Are we obedient to his will? You know, I think, and I'm just going to make a, a statement. This isn't even in my notes, but I think the most disgruntled, mean people in church, how many know there's a few of those once in a while? I think they're people who didn't say yes to what God was calling them to do. That's my theory. Because when you're walking in the middle of God's will, when you're obedient to even the ridiculous things that he asks you to do, it's amazing how it changes who you are. The river just keeps flowing, right? There's not a bunch of stops. When you see those lights of Christmas, I think it's important to think about Mary and the light she saw. 
and then go, you know, God, I need to be obedient to you in everything you call me to do, even the ridiculous stuff. Are we obedient to his will? I mean, Mary must have been, skilled, must have been scared. I, this is crazy news. Again, I wonder if we would respond in the, in, in the same way. His light is always directing us. Are we obedient to those directions? And then we have not only the light of obedience, but we have the light of understanding. Joseph had a similar experience to Mary. Matthew 1, 18 through 23. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, he yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to the son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So once again, the angel said, do not be afraid. And upon hearing the truth that the angel spoke, Joseph understood it illuminated the truth of what was happening. So much, in fact, that he took Mary as his wife, even though she had already conceived. And I'm telling you, church, that would not have been normal back then. That was, again, crazy talk. You don't, I mean, how does Joseph, how does Joseph comprehend all of this? It's because the light of Christmas revealed truth. And he was, he understood he understood. I like to say it this way. The light of Christmas illuminated the truth of Joseph's specific situation. He could follow God's will for his life in a greater way because of that understanding. And wow, maybe we would, we would walk in greater understanding of his will if we allowed the light of Christmas to illuminate our situations so that we could better understand them. It's so easy to hit bumps and potholes while traveling on the road of life. Anybody ever hit any of those? How many have hit some big potholes? I mean, you're going along and boom. It's easy to get caught up in all the turmoil that those bumps cause. But the light of Christ can reveal what is really going on in any given situation, and it can help us understand. You know, one of the things I think a lot about at Christmas time is, is relationships. You know, you hear stories of, oh, I'm not going to Christmas because I haven't talked to that family member in 20 years and I'm not about to start, and, and those kinds of situations. Or, or just relationships in general, you know, the, the, conf the confusing stuff that goes on when there's been a, a, a home that's split, and then where do the kids go, and who gets how many hours, and what weekends, and all that kind of stuff. And especially at Christmas, that gets confusing. And how many times do people even in church become twisted with one another out of misunderstandings surrounding the circumstances that each is going through? You know, I, I think there's church fights, knock them down, knock them out, drag them out kind of fights sometimes because of misunderstanding. And if we would take the time to put ourselves in somebody else's situation 
and they took the time to put our, themselves in our situation, and we let the light of truth bring understanding to those situations, guess what? The argument's over. And all that's left is a little bit of compassion and empathy. That works for families. That works for church families. It works at work. We don't always know what's going on on the other side, do we? And instead of reaching for anger and frustration and, and mad and then letting that mouth open up and spew out stuff it shouldn't spew out, take a step back and let the light of his truth. You know, I, I loved our, our former pastor's wife, Bev Calloway. She always used to say, you can't pray through clenched teeth. And if you're mad at somebody and you just, I mean, make yourself pray for them and the clenched teeth will go away. I love that. The light of Christmas, and really when we're talking about the lights of Christmas, who's the light of Christmas? It's Jesus. Jesus will reveal to us the truth, and we will understand. We will understand the situations we find ourselves in. It's easier to understand a hardship if we, are no, if we know we're being strengthened in the process of that hardship. The, the hurdles don't seem so big when you understand how God is being glorified in the midst of those struggles. You're able to get through stuff that you could have never got through before. Stuff that would have bothered you and taken you out before doesn't even constitute a pothole in the road anymore. It's amazing when you understand. And Christ helps bring that understanding. So we have the light of understanding and we have the light of, of, of uh, before that, the light of obedience with Mary. And, and thirdly, we have the light of trust and belief. The shepherds experienced the lights of that first Christmas. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So they experienced, these shepherds, with their eyes, the glory of God. The glory of heaven. I mean, they're out in the field doing their thing, and all of a sudden, they experience heaven itself opening up, and they see the glory of it all, shining as a luminous light. It must have been an incredible sight. It brought fear on them, just like it did Mary and Joseph. It terrified them. <coughs> this was the light of the glory of God. They had never witnessed a light so brilliant. And their experience with the light of Christmas led them to the presence of God itself. <clears throat> because these shepherds trusted and they believed what this magnificent heavenly being was saying to them. They trusted and they believed. They were not only able to see the glory of Christ's birth, but they were able to glorify him with their praise. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. When we trust what Christ has said and we believe that it is absolutely true, it's like a light in our life that completely guides us. His word becomes a lamp for our feet, a light for our path. These shepherds let his life guide and lead them. And we should do the same. You know, last week we talked about not letting our emotions or our feelings lead us. But this week I'm saying, let his light, the light of his truth, the light of the word of God, let that life, not that light, not only lead you, but let it become the manual and the blueprint for your whole life. So we have the light of obedience, the light of understanding, the light of trust and belief, and we have the light of commitment. Matthew 2, 1 through 2, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And then Matthew 2, 9 through 11, When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over the, where the young child was. When, the, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We uh, know that the wise men were not present the night that Jesus was born. But they arrived anywhere from 40 days to two years after his birth. So all your nativity scenes are wrong, right? Not really. It's fun to think about that. It's fun to remember that there were, there were men who came, wise men who came. We don't know if there was three or not. There could have been up to seven. We don't know. Could have even been more than that. But again, they arrived anywhere from 40 days to two years after his birth. You know, I don't love traveling. Some of you do. I don't particularly. So, so 40 days to two years of it, sounds like they were pretty committed. These guys were committed, and they must have trusted and believed like the shepherds. But the added time and financial commitment, holy cow, that, that's dedicated, that's commitment. That commitment opened the door for them to worship Jesus face to face. This was the creator of the universe. This was Emmanuel, God with us. And it's so fitting that we refer to them as wise men. Wise men would be that committed. Wise people would commit themselves like that to Jesus. And there, there are so many truths to apply to our lives when we start talking about the lights of Christmas. We talk of, of the baby born and placed in a manger. We, we exchange gifts and we eat a lot of food. We sing special songs and decorate everything. We make plans to see family and friends. We, we send cards. And in the, in the midst of all this business, we can sometimes forget that the truth, that Jesus is the light of Christmas. He came and illuminated the world. We, we, we just kind of forget about that. 
John 8, 12 says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never, never, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus came into the world as our great illuminator. He is the light of Christmas. And because he stepped out of heaven and he was born, the darkness of this world has been overcome by the illumination of his light. John 1.5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And here's the most awesome news, church. When we choose to be obedient to the truth, Uh, that the light of Christmas brings, when we let that light bring us understanding, when we trust and believe to the point of being led by that light and then commit, we get to walk in the light of his truth. 1 Peter 2.9 says this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous or wonderful light. And that's not all. The very light of Christmas, Jesus himself, will live and shine within you. And we get to take that light of truth and let it shine before everyone we come in contact with. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You can just go through the scripture and start looking for all the references to light. It's absolutely amazing. And it all starts with Christmas. But Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We are the lights or the carriers of the light of Christmas now. We get to become carriers of his divine illumination. This is our great privilege, church. This even becomes our great purpose to carry his light, to walk with it into a dark world that needs his light so desperately. So my challenge for you on this awesome Christmas Eve morning is this. Will you say yes to God's will as Mary did? Even if it's crazy. If he asks you to do something, will you say yes? Some of you are like, he's never asked me to do anything in my life. (laughs) When you spend time in his presence and you spend time listening to him, he will ask all sorts of things of you. We are to be ready in and out of season, aren't we? We are always supposed to have the word of God at the tip of our tongues, ready to minister to anyone we come in contact with. We are carriers of his light, church. That's our purpose. He's always telling us, giving us little hints, giving us little things to do, little divine appointments here and there to be the carriers of his light, to bring his light into situations and circumstances. Will you say yes to what he asks of you as Mary did? Will you be obedient to that? And and number two, will you allow (coughs) that illuminating light of Christmas to change your understanding like Joseph Before you reach for anger and and frustration and you get mad about a situation, let his truth reveal to you what's going on in the situation because he'll do that for you. That's how brilliant his his light is. It can show you exactly what's going on so you can better understand. 
And will you trust and believe the truth of the light and will you let it bring you into God's perfect presence like the shepherds did? I mean, these guys left their posts. They saw this brilliant uh, glory of heaven open up right in front of them and they're like, hey, we're, we trust that that's real. We believe it. We're gonna go. We're gonna go and see what has happened. And they did. And will you commit to the light as the wise men did? No matter how far God takes you, let the light of Christmas shine through you and bring illumination to all the world you come in contact with. If your heart is saying yes to all of this or any of this, I'm gonna invite you to do something this morning. And it might be a little chaotic, but we do chaos around here really well. We call it organized chaos, right? How many know what that is? Are you the church that wants to carry his light? Can I just ask it that way? Are you the church that wants to be his light into a dark world? Do you have Jesus Christ as your savior? Has he illuminated the darkness in your life and dispelled it so that you can live for him like he's always, always wanted you to and how you know you need to live? How many, how many are so glad that he came and did that for us? Amen? Thanks for being a part of the Indianola First podcast. Join us next week to stay updated on our latest messages.